This is Paul Nobles from Eat Form, and I am sitting here with my lovely co-host, Sarah Storbuk Kumar. Sarah, do you want to say hello to everyone? Hello to everyone in Quick Start World. So, for those that don't know, this is our Quick Start class. We do record it, and hopefully, we'll be able to. Um, turn it into a podcast. The last few haven't been so successful, so they haven't actually made the air. But what we're going to do tonight is we're going to have a little bit of fat loss chat. We're going to talk about uh, the... Um, I'm getting a little feedback maybe off of your mic. I'm not sure, Sarah. But um, but one of the things I wanted to do... So we have a new product for each performance called Trend Sheets. And basically we have provided all the clients with a trend sheet that would want a trend sheet. And um, the reason why you would want a trend sheet it basically is like your Eat Before dashboard. And so what I've been doing with the trend sheets is Walk, making short videos and walking people through their scenarios. So here's the pattern that I'm seeing over and 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 over again. Wait, is it over again? No, it's it's like 40. Again? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and we'll walk through a couple of the scenarios, but but a few of them are pretty similar to this as well, where a big part of eat to perform is some level of carb cycling, right? So you're using your carbohydrates on the days that you work out, and then you have your fats on the days that you aren't working out. Then there's high level, medium level, and low level, depending on how you work out, trying to come up with some idea of where you're at. What we're seeing people do over and over again is they're resorting to that low number because it sort of is like what they used to do and so they're like I guess I'll do this since it's kinda like what I used to do and it's fairly comfortable to me or I will reach out of my comfort zone and I will go to this middle number. <clears throat> Um, but that high number, I don't know what the hell they put that for. Because clearly, that is for Olympic-level athletes. That is not for me. So what I'm seeing over and over again is that people's fats are drifting high. And when they're drifting high, they're not doing the opposite on the opposite days. And so... Not only do, you know, so they're like, okay, my fats are high on my low day, and now my carbs are also high. You know, and and then the obvious next question is, I can't figure out why I can't lose any weight, or I can't figure out why this isn't doing anything, or why I've stayed the same weight for the last three years, right? So, the big idea that I really want people to get a hold of with this is that, we're trying to play with various elements to see what works and what doesn't. And so when you know when you I, I did a review of my own sheet and I'm like anyone else, you know, I'd like to be able to eat, you know, relatively free without thinking and 
you know, when I first started to track again, you know, and start to get super conscious about it, what did I find? The same thing that everyone else was finding, that my carbs weren't near as high as I thought, and that my fats were much higher than I thought. And so I started playing with, you know, um, being a little bit more conscious of making sure that on my workout days I was, you know, 350 grams of carbohydrates, 400 grams of carbohydrates, and that my fats weren't creeping into the 125 range. So I actually experimented with, with relatively low. So I was anywhere from 50 to 70, um, even though, you know, some of those days were kind of high active. Now, that's an interesting thing as well. So I have, you know, there's always weird things that happen. Um, the people that do my lawn apparently decided that 7.15 at night is the best time to, fer to fertilize my lawn. So, so there's always something interesting going out the window. That's what I'm going to do. Like on, oh, all, on all the podcasts, I'm just going to make them all video podcasts just so people can see what's going on out my window. The deer that come in, the geese, the family of geese. You know? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, it's ridiculous. And so. <clears throat> it's great for my ADT, but. Yeah. But so what I think sort of happened for me, right? Okay. When you break it down, there's two things when we're talking about fat loss and being in a reversing cycle, you know, you sort of want to, okay, I was in this restricted way of doing things, but now I'd like to loosen things up, right? So it's cheesecake and beer time, you know? Um, the only problem is, is that you really can't do enough work to justify, you know, a certain amount of food. Or maybe if you can, you might choose not to. So even in that scenario, you know, I knew coming out of my PFFL that I was going to move to more of a recomp strategy. So a lot of people, you know, want to kind of up their level of activity. I kind of wanted my activity level, you know, if it was 2750 previous to PFFL, maybe to come down to about 2500. Think of my training a little bit differently. And kind of the averages, you know, would go up as a result. Kind of abandoned that plan almost from day one. You know, started really looking mm -hmm. at higher volume type stuff. And, uh, but quickly started to realize that, you know, maybe some level of compromise, you know, is still in order. And as I started to move my rest day calories up, you know, because I was hitting 3,000 and 3,500 on some days on, on, on calories overall. Usually those were higher volume days. So I started moving mm -hmm. my, my rest day calories, but I was having my, my rest day calories usually anywhere from 22 to 2,500. So, you know, I was dealing with these big, huge water flushes, and I wanted to kind of find that happy balance. So rather than looking at the happy balance at the top, I decided to bring my my workout day calories more in that 2750 to 2800 range and that has felt a little bit more right until I got sick. Now it's just I eat pho every day and I'm kind of kind of bloated because of all the sodium. My water 
has sodium right now. Um, so Heather's asking, should we all have high, medium, low mm -hmm. rates even if we aren't in a PFFL? That is how they're being set now. Um, and that's how we walk people through the phases. Um, mm -hmm. But we're going to talk a little bit and I'm going to start going into Aaron's trend sheet right now. And I think Erin is actually watching, so I'd be interested to hear some feedback from her as I walk through her trend sheet. So, Who, am I tagger? Uh, yeah, if you could, that'd be awesome. Who is it, Erin? Erin Wurz, W-U-E-R-Z. So what she – actually, there's a lot of things that she has right, so I want to start there. Um, her sleep is great. She clearly makes sleep a priority. Um, and, uh, you know, she has the occasional six hours and 20 minutes, you know, like we all do, but, um, for the most part, she's seven and a half to eight and a half hours sleep, even, even a nine occasionally. So that's good. Her calorie burns are fairly high. You know, I'd say a lot of people tend to, um, kind of land in that 21 to 2200 range and they're like, I don't get why I can't eat all that much. And it's like, I kind of do, you know, you're, you're just not pushing the do part as much as you could. Right. So her weight is relatively stable. So I'm assuming given this scenario that she's basically looking for a <coughs> baseline. And so that her Wi-Fi is acting up. So she's going to try to chime in. Yeah. Can you just ask her, you know, uh -huh. what her goals are? I mean, is she just basically right now just working to establish a good baseline? Because looking at her sheet up to this point, that seems to be where things are going. And I just want to make sure that I'm kind of walking her through that piece of things. Let's see here. She said, that question if my burn is really that high since my weight is steady despite my deficit. I mean, we, we have the, the burn question fairly often, you know, um, I'll walk you through it. My burn is also not that high. It's not really, you know, it's not a question of whether or not your burn is that high. It, it's, you know, and I talked a little bit about it in one of the last podcasts. Think about Kellogg's, right? Or, uh, you know, Nestle or any of the food manufacturers. You know what? If it doesn't end up where it's actually 50 calories more, I doubt they care. Same thing with Fitbit, right? Fitbit's in the business of selling you that you're doing a lot more. So we're looking at it as a guide, but we're not looking at it as the end-all be-all number. I think it was a little more true to form, you know, probably six months back, when I first wrote the article on eating your Fitbit, you know, it was fairly easy for me to do. Right now, yeah. even on a even on a lifting day, I mean, my burns just get so super high. Which, you know, like I said, mm -hmm. if I'm Fitbit, that's the way I do it too, right? I want to sell people on, hey, you're doing all this amazing stuff. But when you're trying to mesh it to what you're eating then there gets to be a little bit of a disconnect there. And so I totally yeah. get that. Um, 
she did say that you know she tends to binge occasionally and PFFL kind of didn't really set up well for her. She's looking to establish a baseline and focus on recap. Okay, so good. So that's exactly what I have for yeah. her. Here's what I think your issue is, and it's easily corrected. And once again, you know, we have a couple, you know, there's really, you know, for the most part, she's seeing good calories. Um, she's got a few high-ish days. I actually programmed a higher day for her. So, um, and then I program what that higher day would look like. And so I put that on her TDE sheet. But basically her fats are too high. And so when her carbs drift up, drift up you know, her fats should actually go a little bit lower. And I think ultimately we'd be able to see some more variation. What you're seeing is that her weight just like stays within like one to one and a half pounds. And when she talks about PFFL, what, what typically happens in a scenario where somebody gets a little bingy is they, you know, one, need to work on those habits a little bit, or two, they had to get too aggressive because they didn't explore the top end. I mean, she's someone that burns a fair amount of calories. I mean, there's some days that she burns the same amount of calories that I do. And, um, you know, I never eat, you know, this slow. I would be hungry all the time if I did. So, you mm -hmm. know, we've got to start exploring what some of the higher end looks like. And so when you're always, when your fats are always at 75, 80 and your carbs drift up, you can sometimes actually, um, you know, kind of experience what she's experiencing. So the simple formula. Heather, Heather's asking a question while you're talking about high days. How do you determine the difference between high we, day and a medium we, day? Can we answer that in just a second? Um, I already answered that. Um, <clears throat> um, but I, I'll, I'll answer it again. Um, but people are overthinking that one. Right. Um, so... For Erin, what I have for her is um, I, I put 2,350-ish two, two um, because the math is pretty close. But for her high day, which would be kind of the, the higher – actually, you know what I'll do is I'll answer the question while answering Erin's um, question. So for a high day for me would be hill sprints, deadlifts, and some accessory work. So that would be the day, Aaron, where I would have 2,350-ish calories, which is 140 protein, 325 carbs, and 50 fats. Now, the interesting point is that her fats were drifting up to 80. As I raised the carbs to 325, notice that I bring the fats down to 50, and that's really super important. I think that that's probably one day a week, right, for a lot of people. Um, maybe some people can do one or two days a week that way. So kind of keep that in mind. But also remember that the high days are important as it relates to kind of seeing the value of the carbohydrates, but also kind of, you know, 
playing with both elements. So we can see a little bit of variance there, and then we can go, okay, when we do this, this happens, and that's a good thing. When we do this, this happens, and maybe we might want to switch that up a little bit. So that's why we want to play with a few elements. Medium, medium day is probably the day that she's going to be at most of the time. 2200 calories, mm -hmm. protein 140, carbs 270. Once again, lowered the fats to 60. Um, I ended up on a low day at 1800. I want to see some low days, right? Now, I initially had her fats at 70, but I moved them to 60 so she could be at 175 for carbs. I actually wouldn't hate it if she was at 150 on carbs, but I just wanted to kind of be consistent there. So keep that in mind, um, Aaron, as you look to make the changes, if you feel a little bit more comfortable or if you want to try 150, that might make some sense. I have a lot of athletes that if they go down to 150 from 325 or 275, it actually affects them almost negatively and they end up gaining weight as a result. So usually I want to make sure that we're not you know, kind of adding in like this overall fatigue level and stuff like that and getting too aggressive on those low days. And then, you know, for someone who talks about that, you know, um, getting bingy, you know, is a thing, you know, we certainly don't want that person, you know, being too aggressive on the low days. And that's what I think probably would happen in those scenarios. And so, We'll sort of keep that in mind as we PFFL, but we might be able to find a good groove there where we could see more of a recomp, you know, and we could actually move under 160. It just sort of depends on how much, you know, you want to play with the different elements. But the math is there when you get it to, to move. And like I said earlier, what I think people are doing is they're just doing the same thing over and over again and they're just resorting to the calories and they're going, oh, I'd like to lose fat. This is the lower calories. That's the logical conclusion. What I don't understand, though, is why they would think that. You know, I mean, I get that that's been the, the overriding theory over time, but even in the, even in the, the case where you would be low carb there's always some level of 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 you know partitioning that comes into play there and i see too many people doing too you know too much of the same thing too often and so we want to see a little bit of disparity there go ahead sir oh we have one we have one question in chat that just they weren't given high medium low calories just tde Training numbers and low numbers. Would training be medium, and should I ask for high numbers? Um, it really depends. You know, the uh, usually if if that number was set for you, it would be moderate. I would say you could you could ask for high numbers if you know, as an example, you're um, you're losing weight, right, or you're not seeing the results that you would want to see. Um, but we could also, you know, you could tag me with your trend sheet, you know, 
set up a trend sheet and then we'd be able to kind of walk you through that but yeah that would be the that would be the plan that I would take I would I would say that most of the plans that people are 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 seeing and doing they're they tend to want to kind of snuggle up to just you know the same thing over and over again because that's where the convenience mm -hmm. lies you know um yeah anything else happening in chat tanya uh, well just tanya tanya buck is a um you reviewed her trend sheet earlier did you want her to start her new numbers today oh she could you know if that if if that works for her, you know um i don't have any problem with it um the the problem for most people though is you know it's seven thirty at night mm -hmm. And so they can't work their macros. But if she can, you know, sure, why not? You know. Um, so, Aaron, I, I hope that covered your case scenario. I'd like to see um, you use these numbers for a little bit. And then, you know, after a week or so, let me know what happened. You know, um, report back because I think it's going to be kind of an interesting way to view your situation. And I think what's interesting about it is when you're programming, you know, 65 and 60, for fats, um, people are like, wow, that seems like low fat. That is not low fat, <laughs> you know, um, not, in not in comparison to the way that, you know. You have a pickle if you think that's Well, but I, I, I don't even think piffling we, will suggest that. But, I mean, you know, you see a lot of, of dieting strategies where, you know, it's as low as 30 grams and stuff like that. And we tend to not be that aggressive. Um, yeah. So we did have one other question in chat. Let's see. Uh, thanks. I'm setting I'm a trend sheet with Pat today. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to try and get through a couple trend sheets. Obviously, we've got um, a few things going. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's going to be, I don't know how responsive I can be, but so far I've been able to handle the load pretty good. So we'll see how that goes over the weekend. Um, <laughs> I tend to try to relax on the weekend a little bit. So the other sheet that I have, I actually did not go through um, and set things ahead of time. Okay, but she gave me a lot more information. And so that's kind of a fun way to do things. One of the things I really like Let's see, and I, I don't, I just want to make sure. <coughs> yeah, it's Lisa. Uh, Lisa Kate Michelle mm. is the person that we're working with right now. Lisa. And so she was weighing herself once a week, and I'm assuming that upon our recommendation, she started to weigh herself more regularly. We're seeing kind of ups and downs. Um, but in general, most of the numbers seem to be right around 2,200. Uh, carbohydrates in the 225 to 240 range. Um, once again, fats drifting up. 90s, um, 79s, 101. Um, you know, not really cycling near enough. And so um, that's really the thought process that I would be thinking of. In terms of, let's see, calories burned, 
Um, calories burned, I I'm liking that. You know, I'm seeing a little bit lower than we saw with Aaron, right? Seeing a lot of 2000s. I don't have a ton of information because she actually, the, the, the sheet that she used was the old sheet, not the new sheet. So I don't have her height and, and that mm -hmm. may be a big factor for her because if say she's five feet tall, you know, that might hurt some of these burns, but she's got some days where her burns, you know, are like 3,100, 2,700. So, you know, <coughs> she might not have the four foot 11 issue. Uh -huh. Um, the big thing I would say is just sort of getting those, those fats under control. And I'd probably like to see, like I said, you know, some of the, uh, I'm assuming that she's in, um, just really kind of setting a baseline. So I'd like to see her carbs on workout days get closer to 300. So when we look at you know, as an example, we're going to take away 250 calories worth of fats. And then, you know, we add carbohydrates in those scenarios. So if we're at, you know, 225 to 240, always makes for an interesting podcast, right, to have someone doing math, but that gets us pretty close to 300. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give like really super specifics here because we're kind of doing it in real time. But we want to be a little bit closer to 300 yeah. grams of carbohydrates there, and probably in that you know 50 to 55 range on workout days, as long as we're in that 2200 number. Um, we could we could be somewhere in that like 275 range and use the 2200 number as kind of a medium day and then have a high day. She does have a few high days. What's interesting about her high days is that um, there doesn't seem to be huge. Actually, you know what? Um, the only high day that I'm seeing is yesterday. So... Yeah. And the only other high days that I've seen was when she wasn't weighing herself. It was much more sporadic, so we can't really see any trends. Once again, kind of the same scenario. We're doing the same thing over and over again. Maybe that's good if that's getting you the, the right result. But what I'd probably like to see is what elements we can play with and what elements that we could tweak. I'd like to see a little bit more high days. So if we could set the, the high days, you know, maybe at that, that you know, kind of similar to what we did for Aaron, where you know, fats were at 60 on the medium day, low day, 50s, because actually her numbers, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give her the exact same numbers as Aaron, because they're, okay. they're virtually... I messaged her to let her know that you're doing this. She's not in quick start, so... Yeah, so... So basically, uh, it looked like Aaron might have changed things back to what they used to be. Um, so I can't really work off of that. But 
basically what we had was a 65 gram fat day, a 60 gram fat day, and then a 50 gram fat day. Um, the 50 gram fat day was at 350, 325 grams of uh, carbohydrates. This is going to make for like a most compelling podcast ever. And then once again, you know, we could be at about 140 grams on protein, so that ends up being kind of fine. So as I recall, the medium day was around 275. Yeah, and then we did 175. And so I'll add these to her to another tab or kind of email them to her. But the low day at 175 grams... She could kick that up to 70 grams and lower the the carbohydrates to 150 if that feels more comfortable. So <clears throat> that's something I would keep in mind as well. But what I want people to see is they're sort of finding, they're like, well, I don't really feel like, you know, I'm working out all that hard and we're we're experiencing a little bit of <coughs> technical difficulty on Facebook and so they're kind of just doing the same thing over and over again and so what we want to play with are elements of working out um, <coughs> I mean like as an example for Lisa I'm seeing a lot of 50 minutes weights 40 minute weights um, and a lot of 30 to 60 minute workouts. <clears throat> It'd be interesting to see, you know, kind of if we could get some of the steps a little bit higher on some days. Like yesterday, as an example, steps were high at 18,000. Um, a couple days ago, she was at 18,580. So she's got a few of those 18 days sprinkled in. Um, I do like the fact that she takes some rest days. Her sleep is not fantastic, and that's something that I think she could, you know, work on a little bit and probably would be super helpful as it relates to energy levels throughout the day. Um, so I will message that to her, but yeah, in general, like I said, kind of the same thing over and over again. Um, and I, I sort of, you know... Um, I know that a lot of people look at it and go, well, I'm just doing the plan, but like the plan is supposed to have some level of variance where there's communication with the coach. Uh -huh. And so when you're, when you, I'm seeing the same thing for like three months straight, you know, that's when I go, okay, well, you know, we've got to look at you know, what elements that we can kind of adjust so we can get the client the result that they want. Um, are we getting any other questions on Facebook? Well, I have one. Yep, Danielle, for the fat percentage on the trend sheets, I'm using a bathroom scale. Should I still use this for the sheet or just leave it blank? Um, I would use it, you know, why not? You know, um, I mean, like even on mine, I have no option to turn it off. Well, I don't know. I, it might be an option to turn it off. I don't know. I don't care yeah. about it. You know, it doesn't mean anything to right. me. But um, 
But it does, you know, like when I'm better hydrated, you know, I, I tend to um, get a lower body fat percentage, you know, so I, I, I can see where it could be helpful for trends. I don't, I don't hate it, you know, um, and, and I feel like as long as people don't put too much weight on that data, understanding yeah. it's, it's just data. Yeah, I, t I tend to agree with that. Um. But the other thing that I would want to talk about right now is the fact that, that I'm sick. Um, and I think every time I'm sick, it's a perfect opportunity um, to whine to all the people that listen to the Eat and Perform podcast. No. Um, it, I do what I tell you guys to do. And I don't really care, you know, when I'm sick, I do everything I can to not be sick, right? And a big, especially when you have kind of an upper respiratory type, you know, cold type thing going on, some level of sodium and some level, you know, like I've been posting pictures of my pho, um, all make a difference you know right now I know my mm. sodium levels are high my weight's probably a little bit high um, I'm fairly hungry right now I am definitely recovered you know I, I feel like I'm on the back end of it right now I might go for a walk with my wife wife if she's interested um, but for the most part you know Monday was a um a control day and then the next three days i was sick um it, you know if if i was like virtually everyone else on the internet i would go see those low carbs made me sick uh, but uh -huh. but actually i know that it was my daughter that made me sick um <laughs> and I've, i do have another facebook question when you're ready yeah i've not let her live that down but what would ultimately, my weight is sort of drifted up, and I would expect that my weight will probably be up tomorrow. It's just water, you know. It's just water because the, right. the sodium levels, um, and you know, part of that is what obviously helps. Um, you know, when you're like for this, you know, I feel dehydrated and I get the you know, sore throat thing and, and a few other symptoms. And so getting hydrated, having an adequate amount of sodium makes a big difference. Once I'm, you know, done being sick, well, we'll talk about volume at that point. And maybe we'll do a little bit of cycling. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's just no point in, you know, sticking to what you believe the plan is because and that's going to keep you sick, you know? And so now you're going to the gym, you know, you're working out at 40%, you're not sleeping well, mm -hmm. you know, you're just better off taking four to five days off, you know? I mean, I'm going to have a little bit of a decision to make, though, because Murph's on Monday, you know? And so... Oh, yeah. I don't want to miss that. That's one of the reasons why I'm really trying to, to, to you know get back and I'm, I'm sure I'm not you know I'm sure all my gains aren't lost but it is kind of funny 
you know, I will say, like, in four days, I mean, the body changes are fairly normal. I, one thing that is pretty noticeable, though, as your sodium levels go high, is that when you wake up, you do wake up jacked. I mean, um, and so that is actually something that I am going to look look at, you know, really start testing my sodium levels and start playing with some of that kind of on the higher end, not the lower end, just right. from an absorption standpoint. So can you read me right. Brian's question? Yep. Brian, no, Brian has a question. He's on week three of Piffle. He varies between his week one Piffle weight and two pounds less. Is that normal or should it be more of a weight loss? Um, I would say that that's normal. What you normally see, and I mean, I remember talking to Brian early on, um, and he was dealing with like some water issues related to some other stuff, which kind of made it a little bit difficult to figure out what was going on. But a couple weeks in, absolutely, you're you're just consistently trying to lose, you know, one to one and a half to two pounds, depending on how much weight you have to to use, right? And uh, the mm -hmm. one thing that I would highly encourage Brian to do is to get a trend sheet. Uh, because if you don't have a trend sheet, <clears throat> if you're not in that group, that's going to make all the difference in the world for you. Because we can look at, you know, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and I can see it all in one dashboard. Um, all right. So we are all out of questions. And so uh -huh. Sarah and I have actually been on <coughs> these webinars for the last uh, couple hours. So I think we're going to end up cutting this short. Hopefully this has been helpful. Like I said, you know, if you're a Quick Start member or you're um, in the coaches certification, you probably do have access to the new train group. And so if you want to just make a post, we can see about getting you in there. Um, Brian's saying it goes one day, I'm at my week, one weight, then next day, two pounds lower. I started a trend sheet last week. <coughs> um, yeah, you did start a trend sheet last week. We did actually... I'm going to get him the new one. Yeah, get, yeah. Him, get him the new one because it's a little bit better. And I think, um, yeah. you know, it's going to be a little bit more helpful. I'm going to get you the new one, Brian. Yeah, what and then we, Tanya has another question. What, we, what basically we did was, uh, you know... We introduced, uh, you know, the trend sheets into group coaching. I'd say mm -hmm. I've been using that with clients for about a month now. And mm -hmm. we started seeing like, whoa, you know, having this level of information was just super enlightening for people. And of course, it makes it easy for us because we have it all in one place. But I think kind of seeing all the elements in one dashboard made a big difference um so what's tanya's question tanya is asking she um it not able to train right now and reach back because she's in therapy but she can walk should she stick with her low numbers no no don't do that like like why does everyone <laughs> want to do that you know i mean look walking is still activity you know, you can still get in a fair amount of volume. The The whole point isn't to go, okay, on the days that I'm not, you know, lifting heavy weights, 
you know, I just go to my low numbers. You're still doing work, you know, and you can still affect volume. Um, you know, really, low numbers are more for uh, the days where you're kind of doing low intensity work. I want to say half hour as a general rule, you know, maybe walking the dog, you know, that kind of thing. But if you're actually trying to get a little bit of a burn and stuff like that, maybe your medium numbers and even your high numbers, depending on if you do like an aggressive hike or something like that. I think the thing, the, over, the, the message I want you guys to hear is that you're not experimenting enough. You're okay. just always resorting to less. And you're scared that you don't have control. And the reason why you don't have control and the reason why you don't have the switch is because you're not trying the other end. You know? And then, of course, there's the other people that are like, Paul said try the other end. You know? Yeah. And Cheesecake. Then, and then they cut, yeah, cheesecake and beer, you know, and come back in two months, you know, gain 15 pounds. Like, no, that's not the plan. Um, the plan is to really try some level of variance to see um, what works. But when we talk about hiking, when we talk about walking, when we talk about jogging and running and stuff like that, those are still workouts. The one thing I will say, if you're lifting, you almost never want to be low. Even though your calorie burn isn't high, it's okay to be at a deficit on that day because you want to send a signal to your body to add tissue or at the very least keep the tissue that you have, right? So you almost never want that to be a low day. Now, if it happens by accident, it's not like your muscles are going to fall off, but in general, <laughs> you're just trying to kind of push things in the right direction. All right, you guys. Well, I appreciate everybody being here. I'm going to go try and grab something to eat and get to bed. Talk to you guys later. Bye, Sarah. Nice. Thanks for being here. Good night.